Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Relationship Wednesday. And what great timing, because Valentine's Day is tomorrow, and that's like it. Okay, the biggest day to recognize our relationships. Whether you're in a relationship or not, there may be somebody that you have your eye on, and you may have wanted to ask that person to get to know them better and take it from there. But what does Valentine's Day tell us about our relationships? Because Valentine's Day It's one of those no-rules holiday. There isn't really one way to do Valentine's other than flowers because everyone's selling flowers, I guess. So we feel like we have to buy them. We're told to send red flowers and red roses, and people run out of them, and they're just all over the place right now. That's not bad. That's the fun one. Truly, there are no rules. Although, on Valentine's Day, I think it's either one or two with Christmas on engagements. A lot of engagements happen today, (laughs) a ton of them. But if you're already there and you're already in a relationship, after asking many couples, what do you guys do? How do you celebrate? And a lot of them more newer relationships or boyfriend-girlfriend type things. Maybe couples, you know, been going out for a while or married for a while. um, Or go to a favorite restaurant and make reservations far in advance and, and all of that. But for the most part, they like to celebrate at home. They like to make a great meal. They like to actually carve out time to watch something together or do something together at home. So I thought, oh, that's interesting because I see so many gifts. Jewelry stores are advertising and, you know, they're building up the whole engagement thing and obviously there's flowers everywhere and then the chocolate. But I was wondering, so I said, well, what do you normally buy for each other? Most couples said nothing be together. And on that day, we talk about things like how we met and, you know, if our kids are involved or whatever. But for the most part, a lot of people don't actually do anything. And they were the ones that were married the longest. And I thought, well, why? And they said, well, we really don't know what to buy each other anymore. It happens at Christmas, too. And I thought, okay, but what they really enjoyed about the relationship was the relationship. The fact that there was a day to bring it to light was just a great reminder to them that one, of course, they love each other, but that they love each other. Highlighted, it was like the the movie reel of their life on that day. And they talk about memories and great things they've done and all of that. But Valentine's Day falls in the middle of a week. There isn't an official day off. And at this time of the year, 
in most places, weather isn't that great. So people I've talked to on the phone about it would say, well, we would love to go out, but we can't. And I'm like, well, would you really go out if you could? And they said, oh, we don't know. Sometimes they buy something special to make it for dinner. But when there are gifts involved and you have to come up with something, women didn't have as a hard time as men. It seems like the pressure for Valentine's Day was on men, and they feel it. And that expectation of it better be good or better be jewelry or better be this or better be that. Well, those relationships where the man feels that much pressure are driven by expectation. And expectation is not usually one of the best traits to have in a relationship because you want to be able to be yourself there. And they're afraid that the jewelry they buy won't fit or she won't like it. And then they have to deal with the whole back end. And these days, it's it's hard because sometimes you can't return things or you can. It depends where you buy it from. There's so many different avenues between the internet and stores. And so men at this time in the relationship to deliver something And what if you just buy candy for each other? Well, that shows a lot of fun in the relationship that, hey, you guys can just enjoy and, you know, it's something light, you acknowledge, you do that, and that's just having fun. The two of you like to have fun together and enjoy that. But there's people who take trips on the weekend before or after Valentine's Day. And them, to them, their time together is what is most important. They like spending time together so much so that they planned a trip to do it. And a lot of times it gives them a reason to stop the clock and just enjoy the fact that they exist. It's an interesting holiday, and I never really thought of it as a no-rules holiday. So then I, I said, well, what if, And this was a question, so think about this one. What if you did something very personal, like a handwritten letter, you know, the way they used to? And they send them in the mail and do all of that. But what if you did a handwritten letter? Or what if you did something that was really personal, that you knew that person would use day in and day out? And then I thought, well, what would those things be? Because I thought of a keychain, you know, a keychain with a heart on it or an I love you on it or a picture of the family on it or something like that. And people said, well, we really don't use keychains anymore or that much. And I thought, really? They still sell them. But, you know, you have people who have those remote cars. I said, that's still a keychain or a key. And they said, yes, just a key. And I thought, oh, okay. So got that. And people get in through the garage door openers. And I said, I never really realized people don't use keychains. I still have one. So I thought, okay, well, that's out. Said to me, what they do every single year is take a brand new picture together and frame it. And over the years, that has built into something really cool. That they just get to see 
It's a, and it's an actual picture of them every year. We take a lot of pictures, but this is same time every year. Or they frame a picture of the family, not just the two of them. So there's so many different creative ideas. One man painted. It was a picture, but he painted the picture of his wife. And he's not that good of a painter, but it actually looks quite nice. He captured the most beautiful parts, which is probably how he sees her. I did not feel a burden on any woman when it came to Valentine's Day. She thought she'd either make a great meal or plan a great night for the two of them. But very rarely talked about gifts. All the gifts are geared towards women. How many commercials, and I never thought of this till I started talking, till I started asking, but how many commercials do we see? Oh, buy your man this for Valentine's Day. I haven't seen one. And then I started to understand the pressure it put on the guy. But what does Valentine's Day tell us about our relationship? Basically how we feel with celebration, the way you love each other, how you trust each other, faith that you have in each other. How normal is your relationship to you? Because if you feel like if you don't come home with something big, it's one of those go big or go home type things, that's not a very comfortable relationship to be in. Because that means that the man is feeling like he didn't get you yet. That the two of you don't have that normalcy yet, that trust yet. He's still in, and one man said it best, in the audition phase. And I thought, oh, I never even actually thought of audition phase. Funny what women don't think about as much as what they do think about. But I never thought of that until he said that. And ever since he said it, everything I look at, I'm like, oh, that's still the audition phase. It's taking special days and those special days either meaning you being together or something signifying that day that close to both of you. It talks a lot about your interactions. Communicate. So it'd be like, oh, honey, it's going to be Valentine's Day this week. What would you like to do? Oh, I don't know. Um, let's go to our favorite sushi place. And you go. And just remember to talk about the two of you. Gosh, when we first met, we were both interested in all these things. And look at over the years, over the years, what those things came. And the things that kind of fell off that were really just a period of time for us. But at the end of the day, we actually made it through a lot. Even if you just met somebody. The how you met stories, every time you tell them, every time you talk about them, 
solidify the joy you felt meeting each other, that you found each other in this whole world of people. This person who was born from whatever place we were born somehow whittled their way into a place where the two of you met and recognized each other enough to want to know each other and then enough to want to see each other again and then enough to want to plan. Interest grew every step of the way. The feelings start to unfold and open up every step of the way. And the further that you decide to continue, the greater the foundation solidifies the relationship that you are now having. There were studies done that people who had great How I Met You stories tended to stay together for a very long time because the magic, it's not about repetition. It's not about how much you do or big, how big the things are that you do, as it is about the feeling you have about being in a relationship, sharing your life, and enjoying that person's company. Because the bottom line is we don't stay anywhere that we no longer can enjoy over a long period of time because then we are no longer serving each other's souls. But I really found out just by talking to people who've been together, who've stayed together, they never think of leaving. And sometimes something intrudes the relationship, like maybe, you know, later on in life, like alcoholism or different kinds of ailments. And those people never think of leaving. They think of fixing that, helping that, finding ways. And then if they can't, they still have a hard time ever thinking about leaving. There's something about not throw away society when it comes to people. It's easy to get rid of stuff. But there's commitments that people make. And one of the most beautiful things I found out talking about Valentine's Day was how big that commitment was to the people who made it. It reinstated my beliefs and my trust that, hey, we're really out there thinking. We're really out there wanting our relationships to work. There was a period of time when divorce has first started, I want to say not becoming popular, but accepted. So it seemed like everyone who was in the wrong place just got out and they wanted to start a new life. And all of a sudden there was like divorces peaked in the 90s. They just peaked. They went off the charts. So like one in every two couples will be divorced. But that's that's falling off. 
that's fallen off. Also, couples who are brand new together that are lifers, you could tell because their commitment is just to the relationship. They're not looking out. They're not trying to play games. They're not trying to control each other. They don't need any of that. That doesn't even exist in their world. It's not about, well, I like this and you like that. It's what do we like? And you hear we all the time when you talk to them. They're younger. They're both working jobs. And they have discussions like, should we have kids? Could we have kids? Could we afford kids? Should we move to have kids? You know, they start talking. We, we, we. It's all over the relationship. You know that those people see the partnership. Their level of communication doesn't have expectation on it. She comes home with flowers for Valentine's Day, that's a surprise and a beautiful surprise. doesn't have to go over the top to prove the love because the love is already there and felt. You may also come in with a ring, but you didn't know that was coming. But I have to say, and this is something I read, no one has told me this one, was that it's one of the Sabbath day for a lot of couples because a lot of women expected a ring. It happens at Christmas too. That expectation ruins everything. But if they were thinking, well, he better ask me on this Valentine's Day or whatever it is that they're trying to do, imagine not getting that, what the rest of that night is going to feel like for her to get through because her expectation must have been so high, didn't happen. So it tells you a lot about your relationship, because let's say you didn't get the ring. Then what happens? Now you're thinking, hmm, he's not as serious about this as I am. And you start cutting your commitment back. Or you're angry, or you're upset. And then there goes the whole night, because it's hard to talk about, well, I thought, you know, We were going to get engaged tonight, but it has this particular day, in addition to Christmas, has the highest rate of disappointment over not getting what you think you wanted. It's an interesting thing. I have men who ask their partner, well, Valentine's Day is coming up. I'm really horrible at buying gifts. What would you like to do? That kind of takes the fun out of it, but there's a lot of men who just want direction. But then if you tell them and they do it, and you both do it, like I would love to do something together. Let's make a great dinner at home. Maybe we'll help each other make dinner. Maybe you'll make your favorite dish and I'll make mine and we can share and we can be in the kitchen together. You don't realize the value of that until you do it. Because when you are in the kitchen, and you're doing something fun. The conversations, the communication, those are the times when you go to bed at night and you literally breathe all the way down to your toes. That you're with somebody you can talk to, that you enjoy talking to. The renewal of love, the renewal of respect, the renewal of faith, that your life is 
This is what it looks like in a building process with another person that you chose out of all the people you could have and that chose you back and that sees, I want to say, the light in you, that sees the light in you. There's something that Christ said, going back to Origins of Truth, that book, that book. He said, and I I can't get it out of my mind because I've been seeing so many examples of it, that everything will be black and white. We will either know or we don't know. We don't have that period. And and you'll notice in decision-making and stuff like you know, should I do this or should I do that or should I know this person or you know right away that you shouldn't or you can tell and smell when something isn't okay right away. And that is a skill. We have evolved to understanding that we're either going to stay or we're going to go in anything, whether it's our job or our, our relationships or whatever it is we're in. We know when things are not okay. And we always know at the beginning But sometimes we don't want to believe it, so it takes us a while to get there. And then we're like, I knew it. I knew it in the beginning. Well, now we're not waiting for a year to five years to make that decision. We're doing it right away. We're like, oh, no, I will not ever be able to get along in this kind of environment. It's no longer person, you know, to the person, but to into that environment. Back in the day, When women fell in love with somebody, they felt that if they were not loyal to that person, no matter what that person did, that they were not proving they were loyal or good to the relationship, and they would stay and take it and take it and take it, and then one day they'd get divorced, and they'd start vomiting all this information, and you're like, you did what? Why did you stay? Why, you know, and now that's become cliche. We are making better decisions. We are honoring the decisions we have made. We have foresight in our relationships to say, hey, that might not be good for my relationship. That will hurt my relationship. That is not something I should, I should consider doing. And we get these like weird temptations, like, you know, buy this and overspend here and, you know, talk to this person and do this and do that. And a lot of times the people who follow those temptations saying, gosh, why did I listen to that voice? I knew I shouldn't have done that. That wasn't okay. But now we're kind of reeling ourselves in and we're taking ourselves back to that fork in the road pretty quickly. And we're saying, nope, I want to repave this decision with love. And one decision at a time, we start doing it naturally. And we're there. We are there. And there's something Christ talked about also in Origins of Truth about the other side of love. Because it's not just getting to love. Because once you get there, now what? We're always growing, so it's got to grow somewhere. It's got to take us somewhere. There is an absoluteness that we know, and you know you've seen it before. You've seen it in in couples. I saw it in my parents, although I didn't know what I was seeing at the time. You never saw them apart. They were such a team that it never would occur to you that your parents would not be together. it's, It's literally watching commitment lifetime. 
And now we feel that in the beginning and we know, okay, I can be committed here. We might have to work out a few bridges. We might have to cross a few bridges together, but this is how we're going to do it instead of are we going to do it. This is how, different mentality. Are is a question. Can we is a question. I'm sorry, ours, this is how we are going to do it, is a definite. But can we do it is a question. And sometimes if you're wondering if you can and you do try something and it does work and then you try something else and it does work, you start answering that question and that's a building block. That's a foundational piece because now you realize, wow, we can communicate well. This is worth going to the next step. Even if you've been married for a long time, and let's say you decided you wanted to go back to school, you wanted to learn something, or you wanted to go and learn how to paint, or you wanted to do something like that. Well, what happens is the other person shows up and supports you. You never ever think, well, if that person doesn't want me to do that, I'm leaving. It doesn't work like that. It's like, okay, we'll make time for you to do that. I'm really excited for you. Yesterday, I I talked to a man, and it it broke my heart, actually. Um, I've been married for 37 years, and she does have a problem with alcohol, and he really loves her. And he keeps saying, if this, then I'm going to have to get divorced. If she does that, and I mean, there was injury to one of their children because of it. There was all these traumas based around the alcohol. The alcohol is running the relationship. And he just, when he met her, he knew he always just wanted to take care of her. And he can't let go. And he keeps telling her or threatening her, with divorce because he knows that that's the only thing that might stop her and even that can't stop her. So he feels defeated. And Valentine's Day is coming. So he asked her, can do it. Not drink on Valentine's Day. Just wanted to remember who she was. That's how bad he wanted to remember who she was. The value of love, that value, that the energy that love has is the deepest feeling that we will ever share with another human being. It's the deepest feeling we will ever have towards anything in life, that value of love. And the only way to know it in a relationship is to have been able to feel it towards a parent or a sibling or an aunt or an uncle, but just to know how deep that can go. And then when we embark on new relationships, people that are new to our life, we can recognize that, wow, I feel this kind of love where Christ said, love is love is love. It is just the relationships that are different. But I feel that love in this relationship. This is family love. This is deep love. So whatever you do tomorrow, base it just on your love 
for doing it because that is what the other person will feel. They may not remember what it was a year from now or two years from now or five years from now. Oh, I can't remember that Valentine's Day. What did you get me? You know, that kind of thing. But they will remember the love. They will remember the conversation. They will remember you saying how you feel without trying to go over the top to prove anything. But wow, I'm really glad that you're here. You have made a difference in my life. I do enjoy just having a conversation with you. I'm glad we got to enjoy these chocolate-covered strawberries, you know, and whatever it is you do, but just making light of and celebrating the love. Because at the end of the day, all the stuff stays on a counter or on a dresser, but you're going to bed at night, and your mind is thinking of all the beautiful things, and all it will remember is what was said and what was felt. You guys have a great Valentine's Day tomorrow. I will see you then on Dream Theme Thursday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.